Hey, what's up, guys? It's Adam, your friendly neighborhood music man, and we're here to talk about Captain Marvel. So, uh, this is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the movie, then peace. Uh, if you have, then uh, enjoy this episode. Yeah, so, okay, well, this is one of those films that's, that's massive, it's huge, but there's, there's controversy around it for a few reasons. Um, it's kind of one of those things, if you want to look it up, go ahead and look it up, but, you know... In this review, I just want to talk about the movie itself. I feel like there's, you know, there's not that much drama, but there's enough of, of it to, you know, warrant a, a discussion. But I feel like this needs to be more about the film itself. So, um, you know, and how it connects to the MCU, how it is as an individual film. Yeah, so, okay, well, obviously, it's this is a great, amazing moment you know, for, for women being able to have this, you know, great, uh, you know, superhero and on the big screen and with, you know, a female composer, it's a uh, two directors, uh, you know, female and male directors. So, you know, we've got like a lot of good diversity within, uh, you know, even the cast, the crew, the, you know, all that stuff. So it's really cool in that sense. And a uh, big moment in that, in that regard. Uh, but in terms of the, let's say, like, how it fits in the MCU, uh, how it is as a movie by itself, you know, it's it's fine. It's okay. Uh, there's not, like, any of those glaring, just horrible issues with it. It's like everything's kind of, there's a few moments that are awesome, and then there's a few moments that are, like, you know, um, not good at all like you know some of the editing uh i'll get it i'll get into some details here i'll actually kind of read through my notes a little bit and uh you know this is after the movie i didn't take it during the movie um <laughs> don't worry not they're sitting there on my phone just typing out notes um but yeah so you know we start out with the kree hunting the scrolls that's the the kree is the little uh <laughs> if it's kind of like if you've, if you've seen it, you know what this is, so I'm not going to explain it. Um, but basically, by the end, those roles are reversed. Again, spoilers. So, you know, the Kree are more powerful than the scrolls. Uh, and before that, uh, you know, we get one of those action scenes with uh, her, you know, with Carol Danvers and Jude Law. And, the, you know, they're, they're kind of, it's one of those things where they're fighting and then he's giving off spouting philosophy and, you know, stuff like that. And um, it's... <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because I feel like that scene really needed a little bit more backstory, you know, before we got that. Um, and that kind of gets into my issue with, with the kind of the the flow and the editing of this movie. I feel like it, we, get, we got a non-linear storyline in regards to her backstory. And it kind of made sense a little bit. But also I feel like there's also a way I think that if you re-edited the movie to have everything be in chronological order somewhat, the plot would have flown a lot better, I think. And uh, yeah, there's something about the way that it was f it was formatted. You know, visually it was kind of jarring a little bit when it came to like how they were switching back and forth between her her visions and her history and all this stuff. And then this, uh, you know, this thing with uh, Annette Bening as Marvel. Uh, that's where she's in that other that crazy world. You know, look looking you know, at that kind of place that she kind of. Uh, you know, she has these different kind of like whatever her desires are and stuff like that. It's kind of like with Ray in the Last Jedi a little bit, with where she's in the mirror, uh, mirror area, you know, looking for her parents. So it's um, I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, there was there was like I said, there was some good 
funny moments in this movie. There were some good, good action scenes. Ben Mendelsohn was great, but uh, there was it, it was like I said the the, the way that the plot kind of moved was was one of my biggest problems. But the 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 other problem I kind of had was in in general I feel like, you know, Carol Danvers. I don't know if it's, it was the way that she was written or if it was the way that Brie Larson portrayed her. Uh, she's just, it's like, it's, she's just not the most likable, you know, hero we've had. There's not that like we've got, she's pretty much either sarcastic or stoic. Um, there's a little bit of that fish out of water thing, kind of like with Thor when he comes to, <laughs> you know, to, to the, to planet earth essentially. And in the first Thor, and that one's great. Cause he walks in, he's like, uh, you know, I need one horse, you know, that's, that's great. Like that's, a, that's hilarious. But I feel like we didn't really get a lot of that. We didn't get a lot of her kind of having that fish out of water moment. And I think a lot of that has to do with, the, with not only uh, the way they could have written a little bit more of that into it, but the way, the way it was paced, you know, cause you know, in this movie, I feel like uh, Carol reminded me more of like Doctor Strange, where his original origin story or her original origin story doesn't really do much for me. It's like, eh, it's on the lower end of my excitement level for Marvel films. But I'm excited to see her in, you know, the Avengers. I'm excited to see her with other people because I think her personality with other people will work better than just her by herself. I mean, that's why we, I think we had um, Nick Fury in this so much, Samuel Jackson, who, who was really good in this. Um, he was in it kind of a lot. I was kind of kind of shocked, actually. But, you know, you kind of almost need to have, because she is so, she's kind of like almost rude sometimes. And, and just her, her, fa- her, her facial reactions to a lot of things, you know, like kind of like, are you stupid? <laughs> like, like, even the way she's talking to Samuel Jackson, uh, like in the bar and, and then she just just like destroys some public property by just you know just destroying the jukebox. But going back to like kind of the beginning of this movie, okay, hypothetically I want to you know re reorder it in chronological order, but you know I'm not going to go through that whole thing. Let's just say you know the beginning of this movie, it's really hard to attach emotionally to to what she's going through because you don't know the relationship. You know you know that okay she's part of a team I guess, but there's no like you know it's like you don't really understand what their history is. Um, and obviously even just giving us like a scene, a couple other scenes where they're together. That's what I'm saying is it's almost like you'd have to add some other scenes where they're together in this civil, in the civilization, the Cree civilization to kind of get more backstory on like what, what their emotions are at that point. Cause you have, at this point you're not latching. I mean, you're latching on to the, oh, okay, well that's Captain Marvel, I guess. So let's latch on to her you know her from the trailers and from the posters but like otherwise you need like from a story point of view a little bit more of a you know uh, kind of something to latch on to um and so you know when she's fighting with this team you don't you don't know her relationship with any of these team members or what she's doing and so you know i i, I feel like that maybe it was just the the action of that part was kind of where they're going with it and to, to kind of get it to where she at that point would go back to earth during this, this big fight um, at the beginning and then kind of middle of the movie, the nineties, you know, a little earlier, the nineties references get pretty loud. Um, but, but I, it's cool. I, I like, I like some of them. I mean, especially like the first few and there's a couple others sprinkled in there, but like, you know, um, what was it? The, uh, just a girl playing during the fight scene at the end was a little on the nose, I think, as a lot of people have said before. And it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing with when it comes to like music, 
uh, when it comes to the actual music itself in terms of the the score um it was actually scored by Pinar Topiak who you know she's uh this is the first uh female you know, superhero you know film composed you know first superhero film composed by a female um and yeah you know, so it's a big deal for her just as it is for you know uh Captain Marvel Brie Larson all that you know all that stuff so uh yeah so she she did the music and she actually is represented by Kraft Angle, who um, I'm currently interning for. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's kind of cool to hear her calling into them and, you know, stuff like that. It's just kind of, it's a meta situation where I feel like, yeah, it's kind of cool. I'm kind of close to that group. Um, but anyways, yeah, so I I really, you know, in, in the, the score I really enjoyed. I think it was where, it was the soundtrack where I liked it overall. Um, I, I think Guardians actually did it better, which is kind of funny because I always thought that, that kind of, you know, vibe. I was I've never really I, I think that vibe is it only works kind of in the, almost in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like it doesn't work in Suicide Squad. It it kind of worked in this film in a few places, but overall it eh I would have rather heard more from, you know, from our awesome composer than to have just more pop songs from the 90s. But that's just me. I really did actually I love Ben Mendelsohn as the main scroll. Uh, it's kind of weird because I didn't really kind of know who he was for a while. It kind of took me a while to realize it was him in that role. But then it was funny because, uh, you know, my girlfriend, she's really good at, like, like figuring out voices. Like, so when he was actually, you know, when he was actually the scroll, before you see him as Ben Mendelsohn, she's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's Ben Mendelsohn. And I was like, what? No, it's not. And, and then it took me a while to figure out, oh, it actually was. Like, it was really weird because I just, I hadn't read up about it and I didn't know that he... That he was, in fact, like, and then people keep saying he's the villain, but he's not really the villain. I mean, he's kind of working with Captain Marvel near the end. I don't understand, like, why. I guess they they, they say he's being cast as the villain so that, like, people think that at first. But I don't know. It's just kind of confusing. But going back to the characters, uh, Agent Coulson, it was great to have him back. Um, wish he was part of more of the Fury Danvers action. That would have been kind of cool to have him more involved in that. Um, you getting him in there, that would have been cool. But uh, one thing is, what's the deal with S.H.I.E.L.D. from 1995 to 2008? You know, from this point in this movie until Iron Man. Like, what's what's going on with, the you know, the Avengers, you know, the Tesseract, all this stuff. But the de-aging effects on Samuel Jackson and Clark Gregg, a.k.a. Coulson, you know, looks just looked amazing. I mean, this is like, we're like in the future now. It's so cool how this looks, you know? It's just... Uh, like you really can't tell. It's it's amazing because I mean even in Civil War when when Robert Downey Jr. is a little younger at the beginning, you know it's slightly just a tiny bit off, tiny tiny bit, but still looks just incredible. But now it's seamless. Now it's to the point where it just, I mean it's probably a lot of makeup and stuff like that. But at the same time, there's also that slight thing where they can take out all his wrinkles and all his, you know, whatever, all the stuff that, you know, the extra stuff. Um, it's just, it's incredible though. So then we have Ronin. Okay. Um, now this was uh, a wasted and unnecessary cameo. Um, but you know, just because also it didn't look like the one from guardians it didn't look like, I mean, obviously it's supposed to be, I guess, different looking cause it was, you know, 20 years later or whatever, but it's, the other one kind of had this distinguished features on his face, you know, from Guardians. And this one just looked like, you know, just a guy with makeup on. And it just didn't look as, like, 
you know, um, I don't know. It's like as menacing, and he just kind of felt like it was like, what's the point of these guys even being here at this point? And he happens to be the worst villain in the MCU other than Malekith, so it's kind of ironic that we had to deal with both Scrolls and Krees in this movie. Ugh. And honestly, Annette Bennett, who's you know a great actress, you know she plays um, Marvel, um, which is you know uh, I think going into this, people thought Jude Law or initially was going to be Marvel, but it turned out to be. Annette Bennett, a.k.a. Wendy Lawson. Honestly, kind of the worst part of this movie, surprisingly, because it's like every scene that she's in with her, is it, visually it's great. And like I said, she's a great actress, but it just doesn't it doesn't work. You know, there's just something about it that feels off and it kind of slows it down. And, you know, and it happens multiple times in different environments and different, you know, stuff like that. And it kind of, it just kind of clunks up the movie, in my opinion. That's just me, but... Um, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe comic fans would disagree and say that, th- that it works well for them. But uh, for me as a, as a movie goer, it didn't work well, uh, you know, in terms of the structure of the film. It is cool to see the Tesseract come back too. Um, and like I said, going back to that thing about like Howard Stark, for some reason must have either given it to Marvel or she found it or something in between the time he discovered it in Captain America, the first Avenger timeline. You know, otherwise, uh, you know, I do think it would be cool to see the exchange that, you know, because otherwise it creates another plot, like not whole, but, but, you know, something we have to think about. It's like, okay, well, what did happen between that time and that time? It's like, do they do that deliberately so they can create other movies? Or is it that they just didn't really think about it? Or, you know, I can't imagine they don't think about that stuff. You don't bring the Tesseract back and not just think about the few movies it's been in and, and, you know, make sure it all ties together. But I feel like Disney and Marvel's very playing ahead kind of kind of people. I mean, except for the in the case of Captain Marvel, I feel like this is the one situation that feels like kind of slightly a last minute thing. Like maybe uh, three years ago, they were like, you know, what we should do we should introduce Captain Marvel into the MCU, but but do it at the end of this, you know, to where she saves everybody and, and we find out she's the most powerful thing in the whole MCU. Where we find out at the last second, and but she's also been tied to everything this whole time, you know. I think that's where they kind of got the idea, which which is fine. But but I do feel like there are some things now that that don't tie as well together, you know. And now it's kind of like, um, like now that you know the Avengers initiative is, is renamed because uh, you know no longer Captain America, who's the first Avenger. <laughs> um, you kind of have to like go back now to okay well you know i mean technically he is the first avenger but he's named but the name of the avengers initiative is named because of what he saw in the photo i guess the plane or something like that honestly though not too much visually in terms of style like this a lot of individual scenes that kind of go together but not really artistically you know story-wise and visually i almost feel like the color scheme fits captain marvel in the sense of it being kind of kind of serious and sarcastic you know and like this kind of weird like she kind of seems like mean to people and it's like it's like hey you landed here what do you think (laughs) like why are you being so mean to these people you don't even you know and obviously it's like you know she's this is where she's from but she doesn't know it yet but it's just to me it's weird that we even like have her being like that with with uh you know samuel jackson and um, other people too. Cause it's like, the, it's like, she knows she's not, it's like, you don't go like, for example, if you're a human, you don't go to another planet. And then when they start, when these aliens start asking you questions, you'd be like, 
yeah, you know, you know why I'm here. Get out of here. Or, you know what I mean? Like explaining it like they're stupid. You know, it's like, <laughs> it, it, you know, that, that, that situation is kind of weird to me that I feel like she doesn't act any different. Like, you know, like, like they've all been there before and it's a normal thing. Uh, maybe that's the thing is it's one of those things where it's kind of a, part of the city that no one just no one goes to you know it's like the trash hole you know and that's kind of the point because if you really if you look at the difference i mean earth you know come on earth versus those really nice fancy alien cities i mean yeah i understand like kind of the arrogance in that sense but like i said it's like giving us someone to latch on to there's there isn't that emotional like like heart and ties that we really need as you know, someone who's trying to, to understand the origins of this character and who this character is and where their motivations lie. Like, like if the whole thing with the Air Force, with, you know, with Maria was a, was a big thing in her life, I wish we had seen more of that instead of just glimpses of it and, and, and flashes and shots. I mean, and I guess that's kind of how she was discovering it. So we were discovering it the same as an, as an audience the same way. But um, so I understand stylistically what they were going for, but it just it, – it, as a viewer, it's frustrating because, like, I, you know, it's, it's like I think, it, it, you know, you have like the Captain America in the the first Avenger, which is very similar to this movie in the sense of like, um, uh, the the way that the origin story is handled. But at the same time, there's a lot of elements in that that really works for me, and I I actually really love the first Avenger. I think it's great, um. And there's it, there's a style to it, like you can tell Joe Johnston made made that movie. I mean, it's it it looks like like his style, you know, and um and there's that heart to it, and the the scene where he jumps for the grenade, you know, and there's really not a scene like that in in this movie where you have her doing something heroic to save somebody necessarily to like, other than just maybe you know, and also her character doesn't really grow except for the fact that she gets more powerful after she takes the thing off her neck, you know, and she realizes it's kind of empowering in that sense where it's like she realizes she can do what she needs to do to become as powerful as she can, but still, it's I mean, it's kind of it's more letting go of something she knows that it's like oh well now I know I'm corrupted I'm just gonna get rid of this and she gets rid of it and boom she's more powerful and I mean. Hey, that's cool, but there there really isn't like a like a big decision she has to make or like a big moment she has to like like in Wonder Woman where she has to walk through uh, no man's land. That scene is so powerful because it's like this thing where it's like oh for the last year or two years, you know whatever I forget how long it was, but they've been firing because there's like they basically have like snipers just like all these guns like ready to kind of fire so we just can't we're stuck in here and she's like. Psh. Well, I came, you know, I came here to end this war, and so she basically just like goes, th just, just that moment where she walks through and blocks all the bullets, and like that's great. That's so that's memorable. It's heroic. Like I can't think of a moment other than her going into space, and shooting up, uh, you know, shooting up some stuff is like I, I don't really remember anything else that she did that was like saving somebody you know, or really doing a big, like, uh, like I said, a big sacrifice or something or not a sacrifice. Cause she can't like die, but you know, something to kind of like show heart that, and she's not a hundred percent. Cause you know, it's like, I mean, maybe that's her, just her personality. And I guess that's just, just got to accept that. But I, you know, that, that's just my opinion about it. I just think that, you know, if, if you're trying to create a different, I mean, and like I said, maybe that's what they're going for. Maybe she will fit more in the overall scheme of the MCU. I think that's what maybe they're thinking about. 
But as this overall movie, individually, she doesn't work as well by herself as as a lead. I almost think you need to give her another, like even in the second movie, I feel like maybe you give her, you make it post-Infinity War and you give her like one of the other Avengers, uh, you know, that maybe like a, a more comedic one, um, like her and Thor. Her and Thor would be, you know, amazing. That would be a great buddy cop kind of movie but like i i think she needs someone like links like sam jackson who did a great job you know going back and forth with her as much as he could but it also felt kind of clunky in terms of the dialogue and the plot and um and her character honestly i mean the action scenes other than some of the space parts you know were pretty choppy in editing i mean it's just i mean this is the same studio that manufactures daredevil or used to manufacture daredevil and you know we have these just quick shot edit you know, just boom, 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 boom. And it's like, ah, I just want to see the action. Like, let me just get a wide shot of this awesome superhero fighting, like the most powerful thing in the world fighting. Uh, like I said, we get a little bit of that in space, which I think that's cool. That's, I think, the best, some of the best stuff for sure. But, you know, some of the scenes where she's fighting, like, in that underground place or where, wherever they were at the end, I kind of missed, kind of missed where that was, but that location where she's just in that like little cavern thing, you know, fighting off the, you know, some of the, the, the Cree and all that stuff. Those scenes needed to have been a little bit more, you know, the fight scenes could have been a little better choreographed, you know, get, even if you have to get a, you know, a stunt person in there to do something, you know, or if you're Brie Larson, just, this is like the biggest opportunity. You're like, this is your first super, you know, female superhero Marvel movie, you know, and just train and, and do, just become like a really good fighter, you know, like, I mean, I'm not saying that that's not, but it's like, she didn't have to learn how to act too much in this. I mean, that's like, she's an amazing actress, but like her role was not um, dynamic enough for her to have to really go crazy and raise her acting chops, like something like room, you know? So in this movie, she should have made up for it by, by, working really hard to be a uh, very you know good fighter and not not have to cut this movie like this because and I'm not saying maybe she did maybe I'm you know and they just cut it like that anyways but I think a lot of times you know it's like you, you, you can't really put a stunt person in too much or it kind of you know it takes away from the experience but also you can't really have her doing all her stunts if she's not an amazing fighter and I mean I, I feel like that would be like if there's a behind the scenes of her learning how to fight and like being really good at it, like that would be great. That would be awesome. And I think that's kind of what, um, and we saw a little bit of that at the beginning, I think, but not really because the Jew law was like, I mean, kicking her butt. I mean, it was pretty bad. So, I mean, you know, it's like, I, I think, I think maybe in future movies, she has the potential to be a better fighter and we can get some, some wide shots of her fight. Like even black widow, we get to see a little bit more of her getting, you know, you, we see her making those moves and like, it's, it's, you know, I mean, sometimes it's a little shaky and whatever, but we, we still see her. And I feel like in this, we, we didn't see her and it wasn't even just because she wasn't fast. It was just because it was, you know, very Paul Greengrass cut just really fast and uh, lots of quick, quick cuts and quick edits. Uh, now I know a lot of people don't like Goose the cat or Flurkin, uh, if you want to be technical about it. <laughs> um, and how it caused Nick, you know, Fury to lose his eye. Because in the comics, it was actually in battle. So I, I understand a lot of people's gripe of, you know, why they don't really like this. But, you know, it's one of those things where, I mean, it could be, it could something that could be retconned. I mean, he maybe he ends up actually 
keeping his eye. Uh, probably not, but <laughs> honestly, I as a cat lover, I actually all the scenes with the cat worked for me. It was kind of one of those things where every time the cat was on screen, I was like, oh, you know, you know, it was like it was like you know, every time the cat was there, it was it was great for me. But that's just I understand under completely if people weren't a fan of that, but um, because it was it was really weird being in a, like a theater with like a you know, full theater. And like some of the cat scenes, I just like would like laugh out loud to, and like no one else would laugh. It was just so weird. So, <laughs> so I mean, you know. But overall, I really did like having a cat on screen. It was kind of cool. One thing I was wondering though, I wonder if Rocket got a hold of one of those um, glass eyes. You know, what are the odds that within the last like year or so, we'd have two of the last three movies to include a glass eye reference? You know, what are the odds of that? Now, the reunion of her and Maria, played by Lashana Lynch, uh, it's not super emotional. You know, it's just, it, that's, uh, uh, again, where we needed the, the arc to be more where the first 30 minutes of the movie, we see her in the Air Force. We see her connecting with her friend. We see the, them bonding and not just, okay, waving to each other and making little, like, signs from from the cockpit. So, I mean, I felt like that reunion should have been more emotional for everybody, for, for them, Um like if you know it's almost like their reaction for the reunion was like exactly what we saw which was oh they flew together once you know and it's like well and maybe they did maybe you know they're maybe there but i feel like there was a little bit more you know their friendship that we just missed uh within that but the daughter's supposed to eventually take the captain marvel mantle and by the time we get to infinity war we're around where she's like 30-ish years old so i can easily see her being in infinity war the daughter and, um, you know, or maybe in Captain Marvel 2, that could be a, a kind of a cool thing. If she passes the torch, you know, early on, maybe, you know, you might have <laughs> you might have Carol kind of do like three or four movies and then move on. Uh, and I mean, hey, that's that's cool. Maybe they brought her in as a backup. So <laughs> and Kevin Feige actually said in an interview that after Endgame, Captain Marvel will probably be heading up the Avengers. Um, but like, what about Black Widow? Wasn't she like there the whole time um <laughs> i don't know i i feel like she would have a little more like say you know because of her seniority it's like it's just kind of weird it's just like if like in an office or something if someone and higher up gets fired or, or or leaves and you're you know you're the next you're kind of like the next position up and you're ready or the next position down you're ready to uh, you know, be promoted to that position. One of someone in that department will be pr promoted to that position, and then it turns out that someone who's way lower down in rank just kind of just pops up there because, well, they got the skills, you know. And I mean, uh, you know, I guess hey, if they got the skills, then that's what they're doing. But it's just, I understand the animosity. I think we need to have like a. An, an Avengers movie called like, you know, Avengers versus Captain Marvel or something. Cause I mean, obviously she's powerful enough to maybe stop Thanos or be part of, you know, she, she can't come in and just stop Thanos. It can't be a justice league with Superman, Steppenwolf. We have to have them working as a team. This can't be a Captain Marvel comes in and saves the day. Like that's way too shoehorned in. You can't, you can't throw in this, this hero at the end who's just going to bail everybody out. Like, that's not what this team is about. That's not what, like, we've been building up for, like, 10, 11 years, you know? I mean, <laughs> so, honestly, I'd say that Black Widow should have gotten a solo movie a, fil a few films back. 
that gave her powers somehow, maybe. Um, then introduced Captain Marvel in the next phase of the MCU, rather than relying on her to save the whole world by herself. Like I said, if she, if she, you know, saves the world by herself, I'll be pretty mad because it's like, you know, this team has worked so hard to get to this point, and now they're all like, they've all given up, and then this one person comes and saves everybody. You know, I mean, I, I mean, hey, I. I guess that's cool in for some people, you know, and uh, but I just it just doesn't really work for me as much. Now, honestly, I really do love you know that this film is empowering women, and and you know if you, you really should watch and check this movie out. I mean, no matter what, like if you're a Marvel fan, and definitely this movie should be supported, you know for sure. And I think, but at the same time, we can't just ignore it and be like everyone just be like, oh, it's amazing when it's got some problems. I mean, it's not the best movie. And I, you know, I think there are a lot of voices out there who are displaying both sides of it, who are really supporting the movie. And, and that, that's the thing I think is, you know, as, as movie review people, we shouldn't look at it always as, um, oh, well, this is a, you know, obviously there's that, there's that thing where you got to like, look at that point of view of, is this a good movie or a bad movie or what parts are good, what parts are bad. But at the same time, there's a lot of movies out there like, like Black Panther that, it's not a perfect movie, but I mean, look at the impact it has on African Americans. It's it's awesome. So I mean, look, you know, in this kind of situation, you kind of have to ignore some of the flaws and just be like, ah, you know, I mean, this is this is what this is, and I think this is bigger than just plot holes and character. But at the same time, there was a missed opportunity with character in this. I think because you know, if this is going to be something influential for you know, women, girls, it needs to be, I think Wonder Woman was a better movie for that. I think, you know, I think this movie feels forced in that sense. And I just think Wonder Woman has more heart. It has more, I, I just really like the way it, it fits, to, it flows together a little bit more. You know, it, it does remind me a little bit of Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, Wonder Woman. Um, but it is one of those things where it's very, it is very empowering, and I think if you're if you're a little girl, you would actually really enjoy this movie because, you know, I just don't want <laughs> you don't want little girls to turn out to be as rude and as stoic as Captain Marvel. Like that personality, you know. That's all I'm saying is like, <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, I mean, they should be what they want. But I'm saying like in the sense of Wonder Woman is much more of like a hero, you know, or super, you know, Superman, like that kind of like that mentality of of being you know, like having some humor, but overall kind of being just a good person with a good, good emotional ties, you know, and stuff like that. And I just feel like for her, she just kind of just walks around and says what she wants, does what she wants. She's kind of rude. She kind of just like, she's a little, she's, she almost seems like a spoiled little brat kind of, you know, uh, with powers. And it's kind of, that's the problem is like the, in this movie, she's portrayed as that, even though maybe she, maybe there are some emotional things that we just never got in this movie that maybe we'll get in other movies, which I hope we do. I hope, you know, I hope maybe she, she talks a little bit more about what some of the bad stuff she, she went through or something. Cause, but right now it just feels like, like a privileged white girl who just had something bad happen to her with the whole Tesseract explosion thing that gave her her powers. And then she got taken by the Cree as one of her own. It's kind of like a Tarzan story ish. But like I said, there, she doesn't really have that, that big emotional arc that really kind of makes you really feel for that character. I mean, maybe, and like I said, I don't know if it's the writing or the way it's portrayed in the film, but that's just, that's just what I saw. 
But I do definitely recommend the movie if you're a fan of the MCU. Uh, you know, you want to see a strong, cool female superhero. Um, but like I said, there there are if you're going and looking for a perfect movie, one of the top Marvel movies out there. It's uh, unfortunately not that. I feel like it's probably like an Ant Man and, and the Wasp type of thing where uh, there's like you know a, probably a good two minutes or so of uh, connective overall tissue to the universe in terms of uh, in terms of Infinity War and Endgame. But overall, do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Um, definitely connect with me on uh, social media at MusicMan, M-U-Z-I-K-M-4-N. And, you know, let's uh, let's talk about it. Uh, what was, you know, what was your opinion? Would you, did you go to this and were really inspired? Did you go to this and were just like, Ugh, I don't know. I don't know about this. Um, you know, or were you kind of in the middle? Were you kind of, did you have a lot of parts that you loved and then a lot of parts that you hated? So... Uh, definitely let me know connect with me like I said Twitter uh, Instagram those are the two I'm mostly on well thanks guys for listening I'm Adam your friendly neighborhood music man have a good one